Yeah, we got to flush it. We got a short week uh, with the Chargers coming in. So uh, that's what we talked about. We know we got to play a lot better, got to improve in a lot of areas in a short time. It's going to be a lot of mental preparation going into um, Sunday's game before our bye. So we've got to find a way to, to get it corrected. You know, kudos to the San Fran uh, 49ers, but, you know, for us, wasn't good enough at all. You feel like guys played till the end, played hard till the end? No, I don't. That was head coach Cliff Kingsbury of the Arizona Cardinals, followed by Buda Baker in the locker room after a brutal loss to the 49ers on Monday Night Football, 38-10. to 10. Before we dive into the game, I'm going to knock out a DraftKings ad. Garrett, you ready? Mm-hmm. Imagine this. Your kicker's lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. The stakes are high and the tensions are higher. Your pulse racing. He kicks and you watch as the ball lands. Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and their unbelievable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Garrett, you like a game this weekend? Yeah, I like the Lions plus nine and a half against the Bills. Um, it's in Buffalo. Um, and you know, they had yep, they had all that snow. So hopefully the snow Josh Allen down and Amon Ra goes crazy. There you go. I like it. Lions won three straight. Um, to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Now we got that out of the way. That was a shit pumping. That was a shit pumping. Initial thoughts. Ah, That sucked ass. Um, there is no quarterback controversy. O-line sucks. Um, Rondale got hurt. Not good. Um, yeah. Not good at all. Um, lots of really uglies. Let's say a couple positive things. Really, I think, can only think of two positive things. Greg Dorch, first Mm -hmm. 100-yard career game. And DeAndre Hopkins also had nine catches for Mm -hmm. 94 yards or something like that. Dorch, obviously, you mentioned Moore got hurt. Dorch got his chance, and as he did earlier in the season, he stepped up. Nine catches for 103 yards. Uh, like I said, Hopkins, nine for 91. Uh, Dorch, I think the game was actually pretty close at this point. Um, had that big 67-yard quick catch and run, made making people miss, getting downfield. He's a fucking football player. You get the ball in his hands, and he makes plays. I think you had a tweet um, about his playing time. Yeah, um, it's at this point, it's hard to not – you know, it's hard to keep denying him playing time. Like he, he needs to be over AJ green. He needs, he needs snaps. I mean, you for sure get, you know, whenever he gets the ball in his hands, but, and we thought the same thing originally though, at the beginning of the season, like before Rondale came back, you were like, okay, yeah, Rondale's coming back, but you you should get snaps over AJ green. Right. And then that didn't really happen. Um, But who knows how long more is that? I don't think we have any word on uh, the injury yet. 
the following day. So we'll see what happens there. But Greg Dorch is a baller. DeAndre Hopkins continues to get separation. Doesn't matter who his quarterback is. I think he had 14 targets yesterday. And everybody that didn't have him on their uh, top 10 receivers list heading into the season is a fucking moron because he still got it. Age 30 and all. Um, sensational, as he likes to say. Um, you mentioned it. O-line was terrible. Really, really bad. Um, breaking news that came out today was that Sean Kugler was fired Sunday night before the game. They sent him home, sent him on a plane back home. Apparently, there was rumored um, of an incident that happened. Uh, it kind of reminded me just exactly of the Eno situation. Um, something happened. This person isn't here anymore. That's all that's left. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals have always been really good at keeping things under wraps. If you know, if it, if it's injuries or if it's whatever, you know. Um, yeah, so it was definitely concerning. You know, whenever your your O line is this depleted and is this short staffed, to have the coach of that group now be fired and let go and told to leave on a plane. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, it's it's definitely just, concerning. Just strange. I was just. It's just hilarious that the Cardinals willingly signed up to have HBO in there filming every single thing that's going on. And then we've got all this fucking weird shit happening that they're going to have to cut out. There's no way if Bidwell didn't want the Eno stuff out there, then I'm sure whatever happened with this is rare. You don't see this kind of thing where you see head coach gets, get fired mid season or a coordinator or something like that. But Kugler has been impressive. I think we talked about him on the show before, on how well he's done with the offensive line. He's a respected guy across the NFL. So it's strange. It does make you scratch your head. Maybe Kugler wasn't happy with things that were going on. Maybe he spoke his mind and things maybe got, I'm completely speculating. I don't know if that was too far of a reach, but it's weird. Apparently it was completely non-football related. So it's odd, but who knows? Um, Said no quarterback controversy. Uh, Colt McCoy. I thought he was actually kind of serviceable. I think serviceable is the word that I used for Colt McCoy last year when we found out he was starting solid. We'll see what happens. Maybe won't light it up and go win you a game, but we'll see what he can do. It's 24 of 34, 218 yards and a pick. That wasn't really his fault. The ball went off of James Connor's hand. You know, what's funny about that play with James Connor. So, it was raining or whatever, and he didn't have gloves on, and he was in the mm-hmm. backfield. He's got the turf tape, no gloves, like classic, like old school looking running back. I was about to tweet, like, damn, James Conner looks like a fucking badass out there with the no gloves and just like the tape on. And then, like, two plays later, he had his bare hand, tried to one hand snag that ball, and it went off his hand yeah. into the yeah. defender. I was like, uh, well, I probably won't tweet that out because maybe he needed gloves on that play. Yeah. But, so um, cool. I thought it kind of looked badass um, with the yeah. rain coming. Um, James Conner didn't have a great game. Um, 14 carries, 42 yards, and a touchdown. Um, I don't think anyone would have had a great game behind that offensive line. Um, I don't think people were kind of pissed bringing up like, oh, we cut Eno for this. Like, you don't think Eno could do any? It's like, no, I don't think Eno could do any better. I don't think Barry Sanders could do better. I don't think Jim Brown or Emmett Smith. That offensive line was missing four of its five starters and run plays, pass plays. Colt was catching a snap and getting it out of his hand almost immediately. 
it was it was very ugly. Yeah, so Kobakoy, he was I I agree. I think um I agree with the opinion with with what you said about him. He was serviceable. Um I would hate to see what this game would look like without DeAndre Hopkins. It looked like he kind of leaned like you said 14 targets or 12 targets or whatever. Um yeah, it was it was uh not not definitely not on Colt's shoulders or his fault. It's just you couldn't it, I don't know if there's a quarterback in the league that would have pulled out a win with that O-line. Yeah, I was going to say, it definitely I don't think would have looked much different with Kyler out there, especially with whatever hamstring deal he's got going on. Um, so, obviously, yeah, Kyler was inactive. Um, the video of him sprinting full speed before the game was a little odd, though. I think it had a lot of fans kind of scratching their heads. Um, a lot of diehard Kyler guys were both, well, I don't know where you stand. I am still on the Kyler wagon. I'm not going to jump off until he's not wearing a uniform. That definitely rubbed me the wrong way. I even mentioned it last week. I thought it was kind of interesting how Buddha was out there a week after a high ankle sprain, and then you're missing two straight games because of a, a tweak in your hamstring, an injury that you played the rest of the game through when it happened, and now you're sprinting pregame. Um, so rub me the wrong way a little bit. Garrett, I know you have an opinion on Kyler missing today's yeah, definitely game. Sucks to see. Yesterday's game. Definitely sucks to see your quarterback who is too hurt to play in the most important game of the season sprinting before the game. Um, yeah, uh, in my opinion, this is a game that he has to play in if he can and by, I mean, any means necessary. Um, and he didn't, he couldn't, he couldn't get up for it. So I don't really know. I mean, I'm as like, kind of like you said, he's in a Cardinals uniform. I mean, I'm still going to be on the wagon. I have to be kind of, but it, it's, it's just little things here and there that just kind of inch me a little bit further and further away from yeah. as to being as high as I was, you know, uh, at, at the beginning of last year, whenever he was playing like an MVP, it's just little things. Like, I just, I just don't know how you don't get up for this game. Like it, it, it I don't know. I, I stand with you on like the, where we started with Kyler and that immediate, like love connection where it's like, Oh my God, we've got our fucking guy. And you're at like this, you're at a hundred percent. And then like he gets hurt again last season, he kind of drops a little bit and then he comes back and they lose however many games down the stretch and it goes down a little, and then they just get demolished in the wild card round. It goes down a little bit and you want so bad for it to be the guy and you're pulling for it so bad, but you've kind of got these things in the back of your head that are saying, not saying he's not the guy, but pointing flaws in that he might not be i don't know it's a hard thing that you kind of tussle with as a fan because i'm sure if you're not an arizona cardinal fan you're just like oh kyler murray he's he's toast that's not he's not the a core a franchise quarterback or whatever there may be some people that think that but as through like our lens as cardinals fans we're still i still see him as that 2021 and 2020 beginning of the season player that was a fucking mvp favorite so it's hard when you see things like that where you feel like he needs to be out there and he's just not. Um, but yeah. I mentioned the offensive line injuries. It wasn't just a line. Obviously, Kyler, Humphreys, Justin Pugh, Rodney Hudson, um, Hollywood Brown, Rodney Moore went out after one play, Byron Murphy, Zach Hurts, and there's more. There, there was – going into it, you had hope, but there was no way the Cardinals were winning this football game with uh, with the guys that they put out there, and that's – that's a whole nother conversation about um, moves that Steve Kime has made to to put a roster 
that's able to succeed out there for Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, I mean, it's it the the Cardinals roster in a way kind of reminds me of like um, a Los Angeles Lakers roster. You have some big names that are sort of you know on the downslide down um, later ends of the, their careers, and you don't really have the depth in the in the the bench that the like like the Lakers have no bench, but they have you know the big names still. Um, whereas most of their big names are kind of on the tail end. Um, I get the same vibe. I don't know. It just seems like I get that. this isn't a roster that's built for a deep playoff run. Um, never really was. Um, even even at full strength, I mean, at, and yeah, at full strength, it's a it's a good looking roster on paper. But you see how quickly things can go south. It's because there's no. I mean, this this O line is probably one of the worst O lines the Cardinals have fielded in their like. I mean, in this, I mean, it's it's terrible. It's it's. it's I mean, you have an, a uh, uh, that that 54 who they featured on Hard Knocks. Let's hit a smash. Was he undrafted rookie yeah. or is he? I mean, whenever you have an seventh undrafted round, rookie, seventh round, yeah, um, seventh round. Sorry, whenever you have a, a seventh round pick starting, you know, in week whatever it is, ten or eleven, it's it's tough luck, tough luck for kind. Yeah, um, I don't know. You just. <sighs> I, I get all the cliff hate and I get that at screens on third and 17 and it's dumb timeouts and it's all that. But at some point you have to look at what's put out there. And we talked about this after the chiefs game, I think where it, I said, there's a foundation that you build through the draft and development. And then there's, Oh, let's go out on top. Deandre Hopkins, JJ Watt. Like those are supposed to be like the toppings, like the cherries on top, the whipped cream, the ice cream, like the foundation, <laughs> it's a, such a fat guy a metaphor, <laughs> metaphor, but like, that's, that's what it's supposed to be built. And they had, it started to turn around there. Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons had a really good few weeks. Maja Sanders was getting playing time. Cameron Thomas was getting playing time. Maja Sanders and Cameron Thomas each played nine snaps in this game. And a game where you had three pressures on Jimmy Garoppolo, those two pass rushers couldn't get out there where you couldn't find a way to get them on the field. I don't know. It's just, and I've been kind of defending the defense a little bit because it hasn't been, the numbers don't look great, but it seems like they were making plays when they needed to. And the yeah. numbers were probably affected because the offense was just not putting together drives. So they were winded They're They're constantly on the field. So that also puts them in a tough spot, but there was no excuses in this one. All the injuries that I named that were on the offense yeah, you were missing Byron Murphy, but that's about it. Like that's with the rest of your defense was fairly healthy and they, to give up 38 and really they were up 17, 10 going into half the first drive. When the Niners came out, they ran seven plays, 79 yards and a touchdown, all runs. They just, they're like, you know what? Elijah Mitchell, you get in there. We're going to rest uh, McCaffrey. Boom, 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 10 yards, 12 yards, 8 yards, 10 yards. And then they finish it off with a 39-yard Debo Samuel reverse or whatever it was. They came out, and they just punched you right in the fucking mouth. And I'll say this. Yeah, that's kind of – Go ahead. No, you go. That's kind of been the moral of the story for this Cardinals defense for the past – I mean, ever since we've been doing this podcast, really. Yeah. They they make plays, but they're terrible against the run. I mean, they're bottom five in the league against the run. They always have been since we started doing this. 
you saw this week, they just didn't make plays. Like there was no plays to be made. So, I mean, they just could not, they've, they've never been, they've, they've never been good at stopping, like stopping a run because this past two, three years, ever since Kyler's been there, it's always been terrible. Um, excluding the week one against the Titans in 2021. That's about the best yeah. run defense I've seen. We held Henry to like that, 55 yards. That was fucking yeah. sick. Remember that? Everything other than that has been fucking terrible. And it's, that's, that's like the, even like even whenever the, whenever the game started, you know, after they, the Cardinals went on a fucking three and out and punted the ball to start the game, the defense came on the field. And I was like, you know, more excited to watch the defense and the offense just because, you have Buda Baker, you have Isaiah Simmons, you at you don't have Byron Murphy, but you know you have Zayvon Collins. You have things to look forward to, young players to watch. Um, and and it's it. I felt I had I had I felt like there's some kind of mantra and some kind of swagger about the defense. It mostly just comes out to be Buda Baker, who I feel that towards or has who puts off that feeling. It's not really reciprocated throughout the whole defense. So, but yeah, yeah, they've always been back to run. Not great. Um, so the Niners might actually be really good, and I know you disagree with this. You probably say it's the Rams, but I think for me, I think the Niners are my like I hate the Niners more than any other team in our division, and I think that is mostly a deep seated jealousy, and that's because the 49ers are a historically good franchise, and here in 2022, they've got a physical football team a great coach. They are awesome in the trenches up front on both sides of the ball. They're going to run the football down their, your throat. They're not going to commit stupid penalties, which I think we kind of got screwed a little bit uh, referee wise, but that doesn't make 28 points. So mm-hmm. we won't get into that, but they they're, they're sound technical. They do the right things and they always fucking have going back. There was a couple rough years here in the late, 20 teens for them before Shanahan arrives. And then there was a weird stretch in the mid two thousands pre like right when Alex Smith got there before they went to that uh, Super Bowl against the Ravens in like 2012, other than those two small little stretches, the Niners have been good since like the fucking eighties. They're always right there. And I think it's the, it's just like the fact that you, that's what you want your team to be. That drives me fucking crazy. I want to be that, so I fucking hate them. And they also have very likable players this year. You've got Christian McCaffrey, who is so fun to watch. You always rooted for him with the Panthers because they were kind of a shitty little team. And you're like, oh, well, McCaffrey's there. Hopefully he does good. And then you've got George Kittle, who seems to be the nicest guy in the fucking world, a stud player, a fun player. And then Debo Samuel. You can't keep your eyes off him when he's on the field. Like he's running around all over the place, a wide receiver that plays like fucking Bo Jackson running people over. And even Jimmy G now, Jimmy G's got this kind of redemption story going for him. He was kind of cast away and like, wait, no, we want you back. And he's got this cool. He threw four touchdown passes yesterday. He threw, it was like 20 to 29 for two fifty or something like that. Like he threw four touchdown passes in the first half. Right. I think three were in the second half, three in the second half, but it was one or the other. Yeah. And that's, it sucks because I want to hate him so bad. And I have always hated him, but this team here is very likable, which is annoying. And it's, it's a hate, but I respect the shit out of him because that's, that's how I want our franchise to be built. Like from the bottom up, you find a coach, 
he sets the tone, builds a culture, or just really carries on a culture that's already been there. Going from even Mike Singletary had heart there. They were bad years, but when he was there, he had this umph to him, to Jim Harbaugh now, to Kyle Shanahan. Like, I don't know. It's a jealousy thing. It's a hate, but, hey, I kind of respect the shit out of you thing. Yep, I get it. Um, other than that, yeah, uh, like I said, not a whole lot of bright spots. Um, but I don't know. Where do we go from here? What's what's the what is let's say uh, try and keep what's one thing you're you are looking forward to seeing down the stretch? What's one thing that if this happens, I won't feel as shitty going into the offseason? If I think plays... sorry before you, I think I think there's we'd have to win five of six or win six straight to get in the playoffs, and that's I'll be honest with ourselves, that's not likely. So go ahead. Um, if Kyler plays the rest of the year and, and doesn't miss any time, if he can stay healthy for, for the rest of the year, um, that and, he, and if he can play even remotely at the same level he was at before, it's going to be a long fucking off season if this is the kind of note that we get left on at the end of the season. So I guess just any sort of life or any sort of anything from him is kind of the goal at this point. Just want to see him fight. To build off of. Yeah, that's really. Want to see him yeah. fight? You want to see them all fight? Like their, their back was against the wall the last two weeks. Like it was do or die. Honestly, I'd say even going back to the Seattle game when they were two and three and three and three, they won. That would have brought them to five hundred. They lost that one. The last couple of weeks, it was okay. This is actually this is probably it. And I know it's not playoff elimination time, and we might even say that again once if they win three straight here or something. But if we're all being honest with ourselves, this is. This was the the year they they fought and they won the first one. And then there was just not fight. You heard in the Buddha clip earlier, very disappointing. Like, cause you know how much he puts into all this shit. And when he's calling them out, he's, you've seen a couple clips now, the hard knocks one in that where he's just, he's, he's fucking tired. He just looks like a tired man. And I don't blame him because when you're putting that much effort out there and you're not getting it from the guys that are around you, that shit sucks. That's got to be demoralizing. And you really just hope that that doesn't weigh on him and want him to get the fuck out of here. Could you imagine? He is there with the Cardinals. If he were to leave, I don't know. That would be tough. It would be tough to be, to continue a fandom on this team if you were to leave. Just because, (sighs) could you imagine if if this franchise is so shitty and the culture of it is so negative that a player of that caliber who cares that much just can't take it just has to leave because he can't take it you know what the worst part is i mean it's a trend we've already seen it most recently chandler jones i know he's a little older tyron matthew patrick peterson calais campbell like like those are like peterson matthew calais campbell those are like three potential ring of honor guys all in the past decade that like like we just it didn't work out like you you pray for a better ending here for Buda Baker. Not ending. He's still in this prime. We've got a ways to go before we have to worry about that. He's kind of locked up. But you just want you want the Cardinals to be good, not only because they're your fucking team and like that's who you pull for, but you 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 care about those guys that you know care as much as you do. Like yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough. Tough for Buda Baker. I, I, pray for Buda Baker. A, I need to get a Buda Baker jersey. Buda Baker jersey. I've been oh, waiting. Hey, you know what it is? It's almost fucking new uniform season. 
we can get a kickstart yeah. on that. <laughs> That's we're about right there. Two more losses in a row, and we're full on. All right, off season mode. Hey, can we at least get new uniforms for next year? Once we get new uniforms, Buda Baker will be uh, the jersey that I buy. So yeah, um, yeah. I think overall, all in all, the Cardinals needed to keep this like a ugly. 19 16 21 17 game for them to have a chance and like we said the defense just didn't do their job um not that the offense lit lit anyone's hair on fire but it wasn't great um 38 points that's that's a lot is that the most how do we, how do the man? most we've given up no Chiefs scored 44 so it's two two really bad performances um yeah it's hard to win a ball game when you when you let up 38 points no pressure up front i mean it was kind of. I mean, well, I think I think you talked about that a little bit earlier, but it's, it's so it's so makes it so much harder on a secondary whenever, as you know, it's pretty common knowledge by now. But if you have no pass rush, it's hard to stop a pass rush. If you have no pass rush, if you have no you know no push up front, then it's so hard to defend against a running game. You're relying so heavy on your on that second level to come up and make all these plays whenever you have all these. Whenever Shanahan has all these. Crazy different blocking packages, you know. It's it's tough whenever you get no pressure up front. That's kind of what all has to start. We didn't have that at all. Yeah. Now, like I said earlier, like the Niners, that's what they are. They're tough on up front, both sides of the ball, do their jobs. And the Cardinals, that's you should we should have seen this game a mile away. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the biggest weak spots on their team right now is both sides of the lines, DNO. So. So yeah, we gotta. You gotta flush the tape. I think you gotta flush the tape and move on. And uh, got the Chargers on Sunday. You have them touted as a a bona fide fraud, correct? Yeah. Are you a fraud if you're five and five? Uh, you are if you're the Chargers. If you're five That's and right. five, yeah, because of the Mack. hype. Well, I guess yeah, Joey Bosa's have... hurt also. Um, you know, Keenan Allen's been hurt too, but Herbert's. He's never been warranted the hype that he's gotten. He's never proved. He's never proved. It is kind of interesting how that goes. Yeah, I mean, it's. I've been saying he has been. He's been without Mike Williams and Keenan Allen most of the season. So I will. I guess I'll give him that. Actually, I think Mike Williams has only missed two games. Right. Yeah. He saw what Joshua Palmer did. Yeah. I mean, he's had. He has people to throw to. Austin Eckler. He also has the best running back in the league. So I don't. Austin Eckler has seventy catches almost this year. I think he's at sixty-seven catches already. I forget how many touchdowns he has. He has an insane, uh, insane, insane number of touchdowns. He scored thirty-one touchdowns over the past like two years or something. Most in the league. He's a machine, and I traded for him in fantasy at the beginning of the year. He had two. He had two, the first two weeks. He had like six and nine points, and the guy was trying to shop him around already. I was like, okay, I'll give you Aaron Jones and Michael Pittman for fucking Austin Eckler. <laughs> Oh, I got, I kind of fucking fleece his ass. I text him every time he has a good game, send him a screenshot. What idiot would trade Austin Eckler when they put that graphic up, the 31 touchdowns? is like, mm-hmm. you'd have to be a fucking moron to get rid of this guy. But, yeah, so good for me. But, yeah, no, the Chargers, they are probably frauds, but that is a lot of scary players on their offense. Well, um, I don't really know if I call them frauds because they are 5-5. Five and five. Like, they're at 500. They're playing – as what I would expect him to be. Well, for frauds. your standards. But going into the season every year, it's like, okay, the Chargers, man, they've got these players. They're going to be good. They're kind of like the, the new Cowboys in that way. Um, yeah. But the defense, like you said, no Joey Bosa. They still have Cleo Mack. 
Derwin James is a fucking Derwin James is just a a six three version with fifty extra pounds of Buda Baker. So that's pretty frightening. If that guy can stay healthy, fucking look out. I always think about him because the year we drafted Josh Rosen, we took the Derwin James went like six picks later. And it was like, can you imagine if we just skipped out on the whole Rosen thing, took Derwin James, and then still only won like one or two games with Sam Bradford. And then you'd have boot in fucking Derwin James back there. But Jalen Thompson isn't a bad consolation prize. So no, I agree. Um, what else? We mentioned Kugler fired. Um, oh, congratulations, Anquan Bolden. Can we get a clap it up for Anquan Bolden? Anquan Ooh. Bolden is a semifinalist for the class of 2023 Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, um, Bolden, I think, retired. What year? Who did he retire with? The Niners? Something Niners. like that. Anyway, who cares? Mm-hmm. Super Bowl champion, a part of, for my money, the best wide receiver duo of this century with Fitzgerald in those 2000s years, part of the Super Bowl team. Tough as shit, always was. I think a fan favorite for a long time. So congratulations to Bolden, another player that kind of got soured at the end and ended up leaving. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Now that that's in my mind, I'm thinking of every great player we've ever had doing that. So whatever, but yeah. So congrats, Anquan Bolden. I hope you get in. I think this, this is probably his first. Is this the second year on the ballot? Maybe. How many years do you have to wait? Uh, it's five years. So he was gone before 2018. I bet he retired in like 2016. Really? So he's, well, he might not be a first ballot, but he's a semifinalist this year. Yeah. I think he should be in. Hold Held the record for most catches as a rookie. He was the fastest player to get X amount of catches or X amount of yards by age 24, 25, 26 at before all these, like Fitzgerald broke that record, then Julio did, then Calvin Johnson did. So as the game kind of involves, you see new guys breaking those kind of records. But Bolden was a beast. So we hope you get in, Q. Um, so yeah. other than that, like we said, Chargers, bye. And then who's after that? 12, 13, Chargers. What's funny is on the screen there's a – thing that says upcoming weeks but i don't i can't see it currently um chargers by and then patriots on monday night football again we'll have to get buddy ian on and do a little bet or something for that game big patriots fan um that'd be a second time second time on the podcast remember when he had to call on and say the cardinals were the best team in the league yep what a time what a time the first ever recurring member yeah. Yep. yep. Classic. Okay. Well, hey, we won't keep you guys. We appreciate you listening this long. Like, subscribe, Thanks. and download. Like, subscribe, download. If you don't like, subscribe, and download, I'm going to bust this glass over my head. I need to feed my. Don't do it, bro. I need to pay brother, my rent this week. <laughs> if you guys don't like, subscribe, and download, I will be homeless by the end of the week. So please do that. I'll Help tell you what. Out. I've been, I've been, I've been what saving this for something special. If we ever needed a boost in ratings, give me like, hold on one second, one second, one second. Holy shit. Who knows where this is going? Like I said, new uniform season, go check out my mock uniforms at Red Sea Trent on Twitter. Got some pretty sick looking ones. If there's ones. been anyone that made it, about. if there's anyone that made it this far in listening, all you have to do is you have to 
go on Twitter and at me. All you have to all you have to write back is at just put out a tweet that says at AZ cards G. Um, what's a code word? Come up with a good code word. That wouldn't. That's gonna be random. Two birds. At, you have to tweet at AZ cards G two birds, and you will win a Kyler Murray rookie card because I have oh. about I have about six hundred that I invested in um, <laughs> that have all this dude's this dude sold his stocks for Kyler Murray rookie cards and that's that shit's we're down, down bad <laughs> we're down bad ladies and gents um, the value yeah, of those is plummeted. I have a couple different ones we can do. This this one's one of the better ones. Oh, yeah, These are that's cool good. too. This is not just a show off yeah. for you here. Sure, this is yeah. Sick um, brag. Sick brag. Nice football card. If anybody <laughs> has made it this far, or t- tweet at AZ Cards G um, uh, two birds, and you will get. I will personally send you a Kyler Murray rookie card. There you have it, listener. There you have it, folks. It can't be mom either. Sorry, you can't have yeah, it. Yeah, mom, you don't. Or count. little brother. Yeah, or a little so. brother, you don't count either. All right, quite a promotion there at the end of the podcast. Um, all right, four and seven, only only up from here. Let's see how it all shakes out, ladies and gents. Uh, final message, Garrett. Um, stay positive. Dancing is life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> inside joke. But yeah, on the on the on the Los Angeles. Um, something we also didn't say. Max Williams played today. Woo-hoo. Congrats, Max, um, making it all the cool. way back. back. Yep, Good he's shit. all the way back, which is cool. He's he's a estranged friend of the program, sort of, in a sure. way. Maybe um, he'll be on someday. Maybe someday. We've been saying but, that for yeah, two years. Congrats to him for coming back. But other than that, yeah. No. Sweet. All right. Till next time. Go birds.